Welcome to the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins, and I'm going to share the real secrets of magic. Magic with animals? Ha! What about magic with people who are in animal costumes? Rabbits, of course, a gorilla, a costumed Chinese lion, and heck, even an elephant. I've owned several rabbit costumes over the years. I have personally been inside those rabbit costumes at one time or another. My good friend Ray Anderson has been inside some. Mike Winslet, dear magician friend who was wonderful as a costumed character. Peter the Adequate, probably my longtime best friend in magic. All of these people and more have been in rabbit costumes because I needed a giant rabbit. For example, I have a giant top hat, and I talked about the giant top hat illusion in a previous episode, but now's the time to bring all these costumed animals together. The idea was, of course, that I showed a giant top hat empty, produced a bunch of stuff, scarves and things out of it, including a six-foot rice rabbit and hat silk, then clapped my hands and out came a bunny. And sometimes it was a cute girl in a bunny costume. Sometimes it was a cute little girl in bunny pajamas and slippers. And sometimes it was a big costumed rabbit, perhaps the Easter bunny, if an Easter show was happening, or perhaps Ray Ray the rabbit. And I told that story very specifically in another episode. But let's talk about my 70-year celebration. No, not the year I turned 70. The year that I realized was my 70th year as a magician. 2019. I was 76 years old. The first six years, I didn't do any magic. But it was a big stage show that evening that was going to celebrate the 70-year celebration. And in the audience was Ray Ray the Rabbit. Now, nobody knew that that was the rabbit's name, but it was a beautiful costumed rabbit just playing with the kids, having fun. It was a very nice way to open uh, the show or to have a pre-show, and that's this giant bunny. And then the giant bunny rabbit would come up on stage, help show the Book of Magic empty, and ultimately then in the Book of Magic, I would be produced the fantastic Kent Cummins, and the rabbit would go away. So the rabbit being a pre-show character and then producing me out of the book is one way. Then if we were doing the giant top hat illusion, which we did that very same night, we produced Ray Ray the rabbit from the giant top hat. He took a bow. The whole thing was just loads of fun. Almost nobody knew that inside that rabbit costume was Ray Anderson, one of the best known and certainly one of the best magicians of our era. He's the magician at Esther's Follies in Austin, Texas, and has been for decades. So if you ever hear me refer to my costumed rabbit as Ray Ray the Rabbit, you'll know what not too many people know, and that is that that's Ray Anderson inside the bunny costume. But what if I'm inside the costume? Well, then it's Radley the Rabbit. 
Why? Because my full name is Kent Carter Radley Cummins. My brother's name is Frank Carter Radley Cummins. My son's name is Kevin Christopher Radley Cummins. My dad's name was Dudley Carter Radley Cummins. My uncle's name was Frank Carter, what, Uncle Vernon? Vernon Carter Radley Cummins. Uh, Radley is uh, supposedly an, an English surname. My dad's dad. So if I was going to be a rabbit, then I decided I would be Radley the rabbit. And I've been a rabbit uh, for Easter. For example, if they hired me to do a magic show for an Easter brunch, but they also wanted the Easter bunny to appear, normally I would hire somebody to be in the bunny costume. But sometimes I would just finish the magic show, change costume, and then I'd be the Easter bunny. It's fun being inside a costume. People don't know who you are, uh, except for the youngest children. Everybody knows that there's a grown-up inside the costume. There's a person inside the costume. But I just found it was loads of fun to be a costume character. And being a costume character is important. One of the most important things is when you're a costume character, you are that character. You don't take the head off and let people see who's inside the costume. You don't tell people who's inside the costume. I've got stories about that with Mr. Seat, who was not an animal, but was still a costumed character. When the newspaper reporter wanted to know who was really inside that character, who, who was that character, uh, my only answer was, it's Mr. Seat, the magician with the vision. And the same thing certainly is true of Santa Claus. When you have Santa Claus, again, not an animal, but certainly a costumed character in every case except where the real Santa Claus is there, you don't want people to even think about the fact that it's Uncle George or whoever inside that Santa Claus costume. And a costume character has its own personality, not necessarily the personality of the person inside. Uh, if you've been to an amusement park, uh, such as uh, one of the Disney properties, you've probably seen costumed characters, and each has their own personality, and you never see who's inside those costumes. My friend Peter the Adequate, when he said that uh, he was once a Chippendale guy, I thought, wow, you don't look like one of those dancers. But uh, he meant Chippendale, the uh, Disney characters. He was a costume character for some time in uh, Disneyland. And one of the best costume characters I've ever worked with was Mike Winslet. Sad no longer with us, but Mike just, I don't know, he was brilliant. When he got inside a costume, he became that character. I had him as Sam Witch, which is a whole nother story, and not an animal, as the Chinese Lion, which is a story that I'll tell you before this episode is over, and of course, as a rabbit, and as the gorilla, and anytime I needed a costume character. That reminds me of the time that I had an elephant on stage. Yes, it was a costumed elephant. It was a costume that we rented from Robin's Party Favors in Austin. And Mike was the guy inside. And I wanted to do something special for my wife. I don't remember now if it was her birthday or our anniversary, but any day should be a special day. And whatever this day was, I hired Mike Winslet to go get the elephant costume and show up with flowers, balloon animals, uh, balloons, something or other. And so uh, I did at least once use that particular costumed elephant in a show. 
It was just part of the overall staging. We didn't do a magic trick with the elephant, not as I recall. And I remember one time at a birthday party where they were going to pay me a lot more money than I would normally charge for a birthday party. And so in order to make the show worth what they were paying me, I hired a couple young people and rented a couple costumes, this time from a place called Lucy's in the Skies in Austin. They were part of the theme of that party. So again, a use of the, the costumed characters. My personal favorite costume character was Gorilla My Dreams, a gorilla costume that I had bought. Whenever possible, I'd be the guy inside that gorilla costume. It was just so much fun. There's something about a costumed gorilla that makes people laugh. Oh, it can be scary for the younger kids. I tried not to run up and, and terrify children, but the gorilla was great for terrorizing grown-ups. People never knew who was inside that costume, and frequently it was me. One of the things that I would do, as with the Easter Bunny, I would do my magic show, and then later on there'd be a gorilla roaming around and, and terrorizing the grown-ups, and that would be me. I made a point of not letting them know even whether it was a man or a woman inside the gorilla costume, because that gorilla would flirt with the pretty girls, but he would also flirt with the good-looking guys. What fun! I've said several times in this podcast that I never throw anything away, which is why my magic room is uh, half of a duplex. Although I never throw anything away, sometimes I do need to sell things to make room for more things. A few years ago, a little before the pandemic, I finally decided that I had to sell Gorilla My Dreams. And I kept that costume in a giant pet carrier, which was actually smart because as you can imagine, there's a lot of sweating going on when you're inside a costume like that, and the pet carriers have lots of openings for the animal to breathe. Plus, it's just funny when you're unloading the van and bringing stuff in that, that uh, you've got the gorilla in a pet carrier. And I had a giant banana, and all of that stuff was sold on the auction block. Going once, going twice, Gorilla My Dreams is sold. Probably the most beautiful costume animal that uh, I ever used in my magic show was a Chinese lion from China. Very authentic. Now, those of you who have seen a Chinese New Year's parade and marveled at the dragon, the costume dragon, many times that costume dragon is actually a Chinese lion. But we Westerners know so little about the Chinese culture that we think of it as a dragon. Where did I get a Chinese lion costume? Well, I said it was from China, but that's not where I got it. I got it from Fred Scott Donaldson, the Great Scott. You see, Fred, who, as I understand it, actually spoke Chinese. I don't know as much as I'd like to about his early days, but he was the dominant magician in Austin when I came to town. And a friend of mine said that one time he went to visit him and that Fred was reading the newspaper. And the friend didn't realize until he put it down that it was a Chinese newspaper that he was reading. But I know that Fred loved the Chinese culture and uh, much, I suppose, like I love the Korean culture. And I spent a year in Korea while I was in the army. So I suspect that uh, Fred maybe had, had been to China, spent some time there. Ah, more research to do because he is sadly no longer with us. But I do know that he created a separate magic show called the Wan Su Troupe. 
and he explained to me that Wansu meant magic, conjuring, the kinds of magic that uh, we talk about when we pull a rabbit out of a hat or something, whereas Mosu meant real magic. And of course, that's not what he was doing. He was doing the stage magic. And the Wansu troop might have half a dozen people. He actually bought two Chinese lion costumes and the grand finale, he would magically produce those. It was a beautiful, beautiful show. The costumes were magnificent. The illusions were amazing. And those Chinese lion costumes, wow. When he finally retired from performing, I was able to buy one of those costumes. It was one of my prized possessions. How did I use it? Oh, and I suppose I have to tell you that I no longer have it. It also eventually I had to auction off because although I never throw anything away, there are just too many things to keep, even in half of a duplex that I call the Fantastic Magic Center. One time for a very large stage show in San Antonio, I uh, borrowed from Ray Anderson his cargo cage illusion. Actually, Ray came with me, and uh, maybe that was the first time that he was Ray Ray the Rabbit. He also helped me use the cargo cage illusion to magically produce the Chinese lion. Probably it was uh, Mike Winslet inside the costume. Gosh, that was so long ago. I'm not even sure. But I loved the costume. And when Chinatown Restaurant was ready to have a big press party to introduce their new menu, I got the call uh, to provide entertainment. And the proprietor of the restaurant said, okay, Kent, I'm looking for some you know, good uh, entertainment with a Chinese theme. And I said, well, of course I do the Chinese linking rings, but I can do better than that. I can take your hostess, who was a Chinese, and I can put her in a bag, lift the bag up over her head, hit a gong. When the bag falls, instead of the hostess, there's a Chinese lion, and the hostess appears on the other side of the restaurant, and the Chinese lion dances, and we hit the gong, and I'm going on and on about what a wonderful thing this is going to be. And he says, whoa, 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 stop. No, 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 we can't do that. You're going to be more interesting than the food. The whole purpose of this event is to showcase how amazing and wonderful the food is. You're just some entertainment while they're waiting for stuff and having some drinks. Uh, we're, we're not going to be able to use you after all. Now, remember, I'm making my living as a magician, and this was going to be a fairly well-paid event, and I had a house payment and one or two car payments and a couple of kids that might be going to college, and I really wanted this job. Plus, it was a fun job. And so we wound up signing a contract that I was hired, I was paid, but in the contract, it said that I would not be so wonderful that I would overshadow the food. I forget exactly how it was phrased, but it's the only time that in order to get a job, I had to agree not to be as good as I could. And we did use the Chinese lion, but not in a magic trick. I hired, you may have guessed, Mike Winslet to be inside the, the Chinese lion costume. And we had the costume, <laughs> the costume, we had the lion come out and uh, do a little parade around the restaurant as part of the presentation of one of the food items. There was no indication that it was part of the magic act. Although, of course, I'm the one that brought the Chinese lion to Chinatown.
restaurant. Are there any other costumed animals? Well, you heard the story of Splat the Cat, but that was a real cat. Ah, I remember a program that I did with Joe Vitale out in Woldridge Park in downtown Austin to celebrate his new book about P.T. Barnum. And of course, we did all kinds of things that were hokum. For example, we had a concert, a set of musicians who played music that only dogs could hear. Oh, yeah. That's right. And then there was a costumed Sylvester the cat walking around with a picket sign saying that this concert was unfair to cats. What about tigers? Well, my favorite juggler joke is all about tigers. And I created, invented, and my brother and I built a trick called the tiger puzzle with a cute little tiger jigsaw puzzle that uh, we take apart and then magically goes back together again. Of course, Siegfried and Roy were famous for working with lions. Ah, but are you ever going to hear the story of how my daughter turned into a tiger? A real tiger? Hmm, let me see if I can get her to tell the story. But you'll have to wait till next week for Tales from the Fantastic Magic Center. I'm Kent Cummins. Join us next time for more tales from the Fantastic Magic Center. And if you'd like even more information, well, join us on our website, fantasticmagiccenter.com. Kent cannot preserve the secret legacy of magic without your support. Start today by going to fantasticmagiccenter.com and clicking the red Join Our Patreon button. <laughs>